0: We'll be getting started very soon. I've started recording already, just in case I say anything hilarious, but I probably won't because I'm too tired and I haven't had enough coffee nor enough interaction because people don't want to speak words to me. Would you like to speak words to me, Joel? Do you have anything groundbreaking to bring to this episode today? Hmm? Welcome back one and all. Thank you for listening. If you're new here, this is the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty podcast, and I'm your host, Molly Stewart. We define wholesome a little differently here, and my guests span everywhere from the adult industry to the vanilla side of humanity. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. Word of mouth is what helps this podcast grow. So share with a friend, leave a comment, download an episode, or anything you can to help with the algorithm. I release episodes every Monday, And if you're subscribed, you'll never miss an episode. You don't want to miss out on all the crazy conversations that evolve here. Um, But That's enough from me, and let's get to today's guest. I assume that you guys are the same ones who are like, when I'm at a coffee shop or something, I smile at because you're looking at me, but then your reaction just stays the same and it's like this. And your eyes, like, focus and drool, like, comes out. Because, like, I, I don't know. I'm not a human because I have tits. Like, can we just try to, like, say some things? Like, it's not that hard. I could I could be here to help you guys learn how to talk to the opposite sex without me actually having to look at you. And then maybe the next time I look at someone and smile, they won't, like, have their brain fall out of their butt. Like, I don't really understand what this is why are you even here if you don't want to say things <laughs> the fudge the fudge and see that's really funny haha it's like a thing and there's people and they don't say anything and it just bothers me so much that you guys can't say Well, I don't think that I would have a stroke the thing is I don't think I would have a stroke from not swearing I'm just so used to not having to censor myself that it takes more mental awareness but then I get frustrated right and it's like in that other episode where it's like that whole brain to mouth fiasco and I'm like well it's easier set up here and then I have listened to episodes and it's like um um like um like like and you know like and and um um mm, 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 and because i can't just formulate sentences and words like a real person i just cut myself off there because i almost said effing words instead of just saying words like and so it sounded like i choked a little bit on my tongue and it's probably because i did i literally choke when i try to talk so trust me i know that it's hard for you guys to talk trust me i get it But you're on a keyboard, you don't have to talk. You just type with your little ticky-tack fingers. And if you have to jerk off to a fully clothed woman for some unknown reason, because I don't know, you don't have a Victoria's Secret magazine in front of you or like good housekeeping, use one hand and type. And use the other hand to stroke your weird penis. It's fine, but just say something, you know? I sit here talking to myself, I feel like a crazy person. I felt more and more like a crazy person all the time, David. Honestly, I'm just kind of spitballing right here. But maybe we should just have begun this already, and I can just do the intro late, or maybe it's just no intro at all. Who even knows? I don't know if we're gonna get any feedback from these people, so maybe this entire episode will just be me spitballing for like 45 to 50 minutes. I'm not really sure. I haven't even been recording because I wasn't really planning on recording now, but I could always start it now. I don't even know if I've sworn. I don't think I have. I think I've been pretty good thus far. I guess you could always take it from the point where I stopped swearing and bring it up to level now. What am I even talking about? Is this even something that people would listen to? Probably not. I would listen to it if I was smoking. The ganja. The good stuff. Oh, God. I miss smoking. I'm really excited to be able to do that. Oh, my God. And play Halo. Anyway, I'm just reminiscing to myself because nobody else is speaking to me. And this is like the internal dialogue of my head as I sit here alone because I don't know welcome back to the totally wholesome not dirty podcast I'm your host Molly Stewart and I'm sitting in for a live stream where two people are talking and everybody else is jerking off (sighs) so one of my first questions that um, I kind of rhetorically asked before we got started but since nobody is talking or contributing anything to conversation I figure I would ask now because apparently you guys love to talk about only your penis do you guys actually jerk off into socks or is that just like a thing people say? Now, I know that someone said that they did when they were younger, but why socks? Was there nothing else? Like, like, what is it about, you know, because I've seen some people come, right? And it's like, Phew! Phew! it's like Spider-Man's freaking web, you know, and it's, in, but most times when I see guys come, it's just like, like, it just dribbles. My cum don't dribble, dribble. (laughs) All right. So, seriously. um, Why do you jerk off into socks? When did you stop jerking off into socks? And when did you start jerking off into socks? If socks are something that you've jerked off into. I just find it strange. Because I don't... When I come, I don't... I don't produce something that needs cleanup you know what I mean so I'm just I'm just curious I just want to know about your penises less of a mess so less cleanup okay but like how much are you honestly ejaculating you know what I mean like how is it I guess there is that whole thing I mean it just seems like your poor mothers did you at least wash your own socks or did you just leave it for that poor woman to clean up like, what? <laughs> like I can just imagine like dear god I don't want children no especially boys or girls honestly like i nah I'm good don't want it don't need it but I never need to clean up someone's like crusty like rock hard footwear I don't need it it's icky I don't like it do so you say wash your own clothes I know some people who like we're in college right and didn't know and they didn't know how to wash their own clothes <sighs> like it blows my mind if not how to for a very long time <laughs> hey molly it's josh can i hang out with you please and can we take a walk together please no um no i don't know who you are um And I don't meet up with strangers from the internet. And I'm not going to walk around with you because that sounds really freaking boring. And I don't want to do that. So, no thank you. (sighs) Did I say, I said the F-bomb, didn't I? (laughs) I tried so hard and then someone annoyed me. With something stupid, and it just came out like vomit. Oh, my God. I hate vomit so much. I think that's one of, like, my like my only real phobia fears is vomit. And also, David, I'm very sorry if I said the F word. I feel like I might have said "flippin' or frickin', but that could have just been in my head. I also feel like I probably dropped it, and nobody else is going to check me on it, because, you know, I say things so frequently, like, from Spongebob, there's, like... <laughs> sentence enhancers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's alright. But you've been washing your own clothes since you were 14. Okay, that's cool. Well, at least at least you didn't leave your mother to do that. But, that's the other question. Like, when did you guys start... I don't even know if this is... It's not like... This is not a sexual, real sexual question. It's more like, I'm just kind of curious because I've had a few conversations with people recently about like, when did you start you know what i mean like when did you discover that about yourself like oh that's a thing to do cuz i feel like i was super young compared to a lot of people even some people in in the industry <laughs> Like, I didn't fully realize what I was doing either, which is kind of, like, I guess different. It's not like, oh, I have the knowledge of what I'm actually doing. But I feel like it's also different for girls because it's not like we jerk off and something comes out of our vagina, typically. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. (laughs) My mother told me if she ever had to wash my clothes and any of the socks were hard, she would kick me out of the house. Oh, my God. Joel. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess you learned how to wash your own clothes pretty quick, didn't you? <laughs> Thank you so much, Cliff. Um, what is Cliff says? What is the strangest beliefs of somebody that you worked with? That's very broad. What do you What do you mean by that? The strangest beliefs, like people believe a lot of things. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure how to answer that. UFOs. Well, I mean. I, or young super into aliens and stuff, but I think aliens is, she's super into conspiracy theories and everything like that. But like, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I believe in aliens too. So it's like, I just don't know to what level any of that is. And I don't think anybody who speaks on it for the most part really knows what it is either it's why it's all speculation but it's i don't know We really know that it's weird or strange necessarily but i'm strange so that's (laughs) a little bit different i don't know um but honestly in a lot of like with somebody that i've worked with it's like typically when you're working right on set and you meet someone you're typically not talking about like how you see the world and your different, like, beliefs or religion or anything like that. It's, like, you meet, you have a couple, like, base-level friendly thoughts or conversations, and then ah, you're eating each other out. So it's not, like, you know, like, it's not for the most part. I mean, I think the most that I end up figuring out about people is when I have people on the podcast because then we're actually having real conversations with our clothes on, so... (laughs) My arms are killer. Thank you very much. I've been I've been hitting oof that bench press, let me tell you. I actually was very excited because I hit a new weight. Um last night I tested my, my max my max weight reps and I got three reps with between the plates and the bar it was fifty-five kilograms, just like I think it's like a hundred and twenty-ish pounds. So I was really I was really happy about that. I was pretty stoked. I feel like, um, I feel like my body dysmorphia has gotten somehow, (laughs) I posted a stupid TikTok about this because it's so accurate, and I posted stuff for Workout Wednesday Club as as well, because, like, right, I, I, for so long, right, I thought it was fat, I thought it was, like, and I think, like, objectively, right, for the most part, I'm more toned now, um, I weigh a bit less. But now that I've been working out a lot and building more muscle, my weight is fairly similar. But I have, I think, almost like I think about it so much more, like my body and gains and all this different kind of stuff than I ever did before. Like before I would just like avoid the mirror <laughs> Like if I didn't want to like see something or think about it or... Oh drink, you know whatever it doesn't matter, and now it's like I'm so conscious of every little change to my body that I feel like the body dysmorphia is so much worse than it's ever been, and I'm like working on it, and I know like for the most part it's not that bad or anything, but um it it can it can really mess with your head sometimes. I don't know if any of you guys are are into fitness. That way, or like as far as lifting, or or a few more to maintenance or stuff. You guys can feel free to ask or talk about any of that. I'm just trying to like keep conversation rolling so David has less to cut out. Um, <laughs> well, you you can't say anything on Instagram or TikTok for the most part about or social media in general about fitness as a woman, <laughs> even as a guy, right? Okay, so. <laughs> Like, uh, no matter what I do, I get some stuff like, oh, but men can lift more, and men are stronger. (laughs) Straighten your wrists, Uh, your hands are too far apart, your hands are too close together. Like, from people who don't post any fitness content, or any content at all. And it's like, uh, everybody is an expert on the internet, and most people just want a reaction like... My man, for instance, is we can honestly all say fitness professional, right? And he had a shoulder reconstruction just under a year ago, and or just about a year ago, I would say, yeah. So anyway, huge arms, right? He posted this this reel, and there was a photo of his shoulder post post op. So. One shoulder was still very big, but the other shoulder that had been reconstructed was very small. Like, it almost looked photoshopped, like, how small his one shoulder was. And then posted that with a video of him doing handstand push-ups, like, about a year later. And was talking in, in the caption about like recovery and the the fact of shoulder reconstruction and all this stuff. And he had someone <laughs> someone commenting, you know, like <laughs> you should be tested for testosterone. You know, you you can't get a surgery once you have an injury. You should just retire. And blah 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 blah. And it's like, bruh. It, so it, it doesn't matter. It, and it doesn't matter what you're posting, whether it's fitness stuff or <laughs> whether you make. Whether you make paintings or, or whatever it is, everyone on the internet is always going to find some reason to crap on what it is that you do or think that they're smarter than you and their knowledge about something when actually they just end up proving to a majority of people that they are truly idiots. So, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, back to the the body dysmorphia. Yes, I, I agree with that. Um, I think it might. So Cornel says I think it might be your brain has this picture of you that is a certain distance from your ideal, and as you improve, your brain moves the goalpost. That's very true. <laughs> I think it's like, I, you have this like idea in your head, and my man said this to me the other day. He's like, I think you have a picture in your head of what you're trying to achieve, that is completely unrealistic. <laughs> like, he's like you. <laughs> he's like you can't actually be an anime character (laughs) you know essentially like you have this this unrealistic expectation of what it is you can do he's like just look at the 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 smaller gains like in the short term because even the smaller gains are massive compared to like where you were two years ago which is very true but i mean it's one of those being your own worst critic things. But as long as you don't allow it to become like completely debilitating, then I think it's I think it's good to, you know, not have a big head about like how you look or, or what weight you're at, because I kind of use that as motivation to try to do better next set or to to see what I can accomplish. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But I've I've had that I had that conversation with uh, I believe I had it with Josh Potter on on an episode I was like <laughs> we were talking about you know like well who cares if you're being a bit self-deprecating or whatever if you're not going to be who is like because you know trolls on the internet they don't matter and your fans are always going to gas you up and like what it is that you do or put out like it it's there's nothing wrong with being self-deprecating as long as you don't let it like completely ruin your outlook on yourself and on life and I think it can provide good motivation to, to always be trying to do better or improve or whatever it is. How have I been doing with swearing so far? (laughs) I'm really trying so hard. (laughs) And then, um, pretty good. Okay, cool. I've been, I've been trying. Sometimes I feel like if I keep talking and spitballing long enough, then the swears don't come as long as I can just keep (laughs) playing. It's when my brain starts to flounder for what I'm trying to say. And it's like, You know, Uh, (laughs) I think it's easy to start believing the bad things you say about yourself. Um, I mean, it can be like it's also one of those things like uh, having been in a relationship in the past that was as toxic as it was where nothing I ever did was good enough. Like. At this point, nobody can hurt my feelings worse than I can. You know what I mean? But it's a matter of also recognizing after a certain point or having people in your corner to build you up when those thoughts and feelings get to be too much and to point out things about you that you maybe have blinders onto that you can't, like, fully see or that, you know, I think that it's just important to have a, a better group of people around you which I definitely I definitely have more now but I mean being being self-deprecating is kind of always I've I've always just kind of I mean I was bullied like and and that's how you that's how you end up dealing with things and it's like mechanisms that you discover and utilize as a kid and it kind of like carries with you but I mean it's like would it be better if I was just like oh my god I am the hottest shit And the world. Sorry for saying that, David, but it's, like, it's seriously, like, I am the hottest shit in the fucking world. So there we go, I swore, but we're at 16 minutes, we're so, we're so good. But, like, would you guys want me to be, like, this total conceited airhead? Or is it better that I'm, like, every now and then I have an issue with how my body looks and I make a dance video about it and bitch about it a little bit? And I'm better in a couple of days. And you guys get to enjoy some of the funniness that comes with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happier with that than being a conceited asshole. <laughs> like, I've I've known people who, like, who they don't even have a reason to be conceited. And they are. <laughs> it's like, ugh. And then, you know, it's like, have some... Like humility, be be fucking humble. Like it's not, you know. Even even now, it's like I like to celebrate a gain here and there. Like oh, I got a, you know a new weight, or like look at my guns, look at my abs, or you know whatever. But it's not like if it's not like every day, I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm just like, wow, you sexy beast. Nah, most of the time I wake up, I'm like, ugh, you have a lot of pimples on your forehead. What's that like? Volcano growing up the end of your chin. Uh, Have you always had hair on your upper lip? Um, Oh, you missed an entire length of hair all the way up your leg when you were shaving. Good job. Good job. Why do I have zits all over my butt? You know what I mean? Like, there's, (laughs) there's all these different factors. Why not all these lines on my face? Why am I old? But it's not every day. It's not every hour of every day it's just that's just life we're not supposed to be like incredibly in love with ourselves (laughs) well i think there's a difference between so cornell says i used to work with a chick who was always talking down about herself but at the same time was more one of the most arrogant people i've known so i think there's a difference with talking down to yourself right and wanting wanting the people around you to be like oh no no you're not you're not when i'm self deprecating <laughs> it's not like tell me how wonderful i am it's literally like i want someone else to enforce how i feel about myself <laughs> like sometimes it can be super annoying to have these feelings about myself or the way that i look or whatever and i won't say it i'll say it to myself I will say it to myself in the mirror I don't bring it out of there because it's like, like nobody, nobody wants to hear that negativity all the time. And yes, it leaks out, but it's not like, oh, I I want you to tell me how wonderful I am by pretending that I don't think I'm wonderful. Like it's different, I think. So you guys have um any questions or anything like that as well? Any questions? Anything to share? No, dude. I will not be your girlfriend. I have a boyfriend. I'm not on here to find a boyfriend. I am here to run a podcast. Which is what I've been doing. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. So... No. Feel free to ignore those if it's out of bounds. But I did have a question. Yeah, shoot. I will tell you if it's out of bounds. Otherwise I'll answer it and be like, "Hey." (coughs) And if you guys don't want to care I see there's so many people in here. You guys can speak. That's what the that's what the point of this is, is to be involved in the conversation. Just remember. Hey dubs, how are you? i actually (laughs) weirdly i was wondering if you were coming so i have the email pulled up that you sent in (laughs) i don't (laughs) i have it pulled up would you would you like me to do i know that you sent the voice thing i was wondering if you wanted me to play the voice thing i haven't listened to it yet i was saving it and then i saw that your email said that it was basically a similar thing let's listen to it now let's do it we're getting we're getting into it dubs Let's go. Alright, let's try it out. Try it out. Um, bah, bah, bah. Let's do it. Oh, scary, scary. I wish more people would send in voicemails, to be honest. Like, voicemails are fun to listen to. And it's cool to, like, hear your guys' voice. And, it, like, it's... You know how hard it is for me to just sit here and, like, spitball to a microphone? Like, being on... a being on and running podcasts and all this stuff is is terrifying all the time. <laughs> like I'm always scared to do it. Like you can do it. Okay, so let's before we get the voicemail. Since Cornell was getting to this, let's go. So you mentioned that when you first started camming, that it was hard for you to believe people actually liked you because of how you are bullied and how your ex treated you and talked to you. Did camming increase your confidence and help you leave that relationship? You know, camming didn't help me leave the relationship at all. <laughs> like, um. Um, no, I mean, um, no, camming did not increase my confidence. I I wouldn't say like, maybe marginally, but as, as time went on more and more with camming, it, it, with certain members, it became just like another abusive relationship. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've spent this amount of money, so now you have to do what I say, and you have to cater to me, and I don't like these girls that you're working with, and I don't like the way that you're running your show, and I don't like that I'm not getting as much attention as these people, even though I'm actively treating you like crap. I had cam models sell my personal information to crazy fans. I had stalker situations. I had my addresses leaked on the internet. I had my legal name put on the internet. I would have random things show up to my doorstep, like it... At first, I would say maybe it helped with the confidence, but to be honest, I I wouldn't say that I found much confidence until very recently. I think that there's a lot of like pseudo bullshit confidence from my past or like previous content or kind of like you have to kind of put that facade and shell on, right? To protect yourself from the trolls and the bullshit of people. But I wouldn't really call it confidence. I think that I found confidence really... I wasn't even confident about leaving my ex. That was so incredibly hard for me because it was like... It, I, I felt like he, like... I was at a point that I felt like I couldn't do anything without him not realizing that I was the one already doing everything for both of us like that's how messed up my head was getting around it and that's why I was not in a good headspace for a very long time like I and even now like I I am not necessarily a super confident person I'm confident in myself in some things but not in most instances, I have a lot of insecurities that I'm working through all the time. I am a very, very insecure person. I've talked about this before, like I'm like, um, I'm kind of like my dog Julia, where it's like if someone's on the other side of the fence, oh I'll, I'll, I'll bark I'll go, row, row, you take that fence away, and my tail's between my legs like <laughs> do you want me to tell you a story about me trying <laughs> trying to have a confrontation? at a store, this trip, it was so embarrassing. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. As someone who always loves new technology, one question that I have is, why can't tech be cute? But then I discovered kawaii lighting, and I realized that Um, it is not a year for the podcast yet. Um, this is going to be the f- we're coming up. we're coming up on a year, but I believe it will be a year in August. So, and I think that Marie Madison is actually coming back on for the year episode. We're trying to get that planned out. So, I will tell you a story time about me and a home goods store and confrontation. Just remind me, I'm going to pee real quick. So, I'm going to pause this. I'm not going to pause the recording, I'm just going to pause the timer so I can remember how long we've been going with actual words. So, I'm going to pee real quick story time. So, you want to know about my confidence? (laughs) Um. All right. So, confrontation is not my thing. I'm really bad at it. Unless it's something like, unless it's something like men being gross, like, at a grocery store or something, right? Like, I've had I think I've talked about this, maybe not on the podcast, but in live streams, about, like, guys following me around and being gross and creepy. And I have no problem then being like, what? what, what?" You know what I mean? And, you know, it's whatever. But, oh, my God. (sighs) So, I was having a down day. And the man was like, why don't we go to the store? Because it has home goods stuff. And I love home goods. I miss home goods in the states and I love blankets and pillows and you know, things. And I was like they had sale signs everywhere. F- 50% off, 60% off, 80% off. I was like, "Oh my god. Deals." The Dutch and me went crazy. And <laughs> so I picked out all these things I wanted. And then I get to the counter and I had already added everything up in my head as to about how much it would cost. And it was way more. And I didn't even say anything at the counter, right? I was just like, huh, strange. I'll just pay it because I can't possibly have any confrontation. Then I left the store, looked at the receipt. Nothing that I, none of it was discounted. None of it. (laughs) So I was like, you know, trying to make this thing about it. And he's like, well, we'll just go back in and ask why there wasn't discounts. Maybe you have to have a membership or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "This is. I don't. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to deal with it. It's fine. I'll just pay. I'll just. I'll just have the things. It's fine. We. We just have it. We can just go. Go to another store. I'm still thinking about it, and I'm still thinking why. Why was it more? (laughs) Like it's not that big a deal. And he's like, "Well, you don't have to deal with it. I'll go back in, and I'll just figure out why." I was like, "No," and I start panicking, and I have a panic attack in the store. Like I had. I had tears thinking about (laughs) confronting someone about why I had no discounts on the blankets and pillows that I had just purchased. Hmm? Yeah. So the panic there was like any, any confrontation, right? Or the fact that my ex was also very rude and extremely confrontational to anyone and everyone, including me. So I still have those panics and those like I don't just have this air of confidence and I'm way more confident in front of a camera where I don't have to actually see or look at anybody than I ever am in person (laughs) like I am yeah it's not it's not a situation where it's like oh you know I am such such a confident so-and-so I'm really not I am I am very insecure, and it's something that I'm working on, but confrontation is never any good for me. And then, so we go back to the store. He's like, I will take care of it. And he asks, and do you know how calm that entire scenario was? It was so calm. And I still felt in my head like I had done something wrong by going back and asking why there was no discount. And it also bothered me because, you know, they did that kind of tactic where some of the things under the sign were on sale and other things were not on sale it's that very like I I hate that sales tactic but anyway I still felt like you know just rubbed the wrong way about it but I I will never be the person to like like if you get my food order wrong or something like that like I'm not confrontational in that way and i'm not confident in my ability to handle a lot of situations especially ones in person like i had a, a phone meeting with a potential sponsor and i was panicking the entire time before the zoom meeting i ended up waking up way earlier than i had to because i couldn't sleep because i was panicking about it i um going on josh potter's podcast didn't sleep like the entire night before that so I was paranoid I was gonna say or do something to fuck it up um I've done that with most situations especially new situations and new people like there's just a lot of panic and anxiety inside me that I try to quell and keep keep under wraps but yeah so that's that and I don't know if anyone is listening because no one has said anything I don't even know if I'm online or offline or I don't hello (laughs) hello (laughs) don't leave me here with my thoughts (laughs) don't it does suck yeah but I'm working on it oh yeah see that's, that's that's one of the things so your screen presence is so good I never would have thought you had confidence issues here's another thing here's another thing about that like, with the job, right, and screen presence, it's acting. It's what I used to want to do when I was a kid. It was, like, it was a thing I did anyway. Like, put on the different voices, put on the different faces, you know. It's one of the things I loved about shooting uh, mainstream adult films was, like, I get to, like, be a character. And so... <laughs> There's, you know, I was very typecast for like a lot of browser stuff. So it's like I was always like they're hot and mean scenes because I'm really tall and everyone else is really short. And I have RBF because I'm overwhelmed with anxiety inside. So I just look angry all the time. And <laughs> or maybe I just like angry because I'm overthinking everything all the time because that's one of my biggest toxic traits. And uh <laughs> But I loved playing that character so much. Because I was like, I wish I could have this much confidence. I wish I could say things like this and like say how I'm feeling and get it all out and just be this domineering, like, ah, like powerhouse woman, whatever. And I never felt like that. I still very rarely feel like that. And the times I feel like that the most are when I'm performing in front of a camera whether it's a live stream or a film, or even even doing, you know, I mean, the podcast less so because it's not really a performance; it's just a conversation, which is why I have a lot of nerves surrounding podcasts and things like that. Because with a podcast, it's not a character; it's just me. <laughs> it's me, Jessica. I'm in <laughs> from tiktok i don't know why i keep making tiktok references tiktok has destroyed my brain but um yeah it's i like i like the performing because it allows me to put on i guess a persona or character that i wish i could feel like or actually be like and instead i'm just an anxious ball of nerves and insecurities (laughs) so you know (laughs) i think i just need to mute him i'm just gonna mute him i'm not gonna block him he can stay here i'm just gonna mute him because he doesn't listen mr cool man all right do i want to be famous um no i mean that's okay (laughs) yes but also no so it's one of those things that like It's like, uh, I I already have some level, I guess, of infamy, which is already sometimes bad enough. But it's also one of those nice things where it's like, I can go anywhere, right? Because people people are always like, do you get recognized when you go out? No. (laughs) No, I don't. Because I barely ever wear makeup. I wear sweatpants. I walk with my head down. I don't walk around with the confidence of my screen presence. Even if people would maybe recognize me, I doubt they would actually recognize me. And that's really nice. It's super nice. (laughs) Because it's one of those things, like, confrontation people, like, I have very, like, eh. But at the same time, I love performing i love entertaining i love doing things like the podcast and other people's podcasts and there's a part of me that really wants to do and really try stand-up comedy but i think i would shit myself um (laughs) but there's all these things that i want to do and they're they're scary for me and i like to do things that are scary and difficult for me and i don't really know like i i I can't just be a cam model forever and I'm not a cam model anymore. And it's kind of one of those things that the more you do and the more you expand, even if it wasn't like intentional, it's just something that more people do start to know you. And it's, it's just a byproduct of doing things that you like as long as other people like it too, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, especially in a day and age where everybody is, (laughs) everybody's on the internet in some way or another, and I've been on the internet for a very long time. I mean, you just kind of can't avoid it unless you completely remove yourself from the internet, which I can't even do if I tried. (laughs) So I, um, I wouldn't say that I want to be famous, especially not to a level where it's like you can't go out and just live your life. But I'm also at a point where it's kind of like if i keep doing things or if the podcast does grow or if i try to do any of the other things that i'm scared of doing and if any of it works out it's like um it's like that episode that i had with david um where we talked about like fear of success right it's it's a big thing cuz it's it's a scary thought to be like well now more people Listen, and more people are invested in this, and more people know of who I am, so more people will inevitably listen to this, and you'll have more people judging you on what you say and what you think and and just knowing you or recognizing you or whatever but i'm not I'm also just not gonna stop doing something that I love doing because of that potential possibility, and I don't leave my house that much anyway, so. What are they gonna do <laughs> like, I don't know if that I don't know if that answers your question or makes sense, but um and no to answer your question, I would never try to transition to non adult acting um that's not it's it's not people say that all the time like why don't you just act elsewhere? i you can't once you do the job that I've done and currently do, that's it like they don't want you. You have nothing to offer them, especially because I'm 30 years old. It's not like anyone starts doing mainstream acting when they're 30. And no, it doesn't. It doesn't happen, especially with the background that I have. Like, it's not even a thought to me. But wanting to be an actress was something that I wanted when I was a kid, and then life hits you in the face, and life gives you what life gives you, and that's what you end up working off of. So that's what I'm working off of. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't have dashing dark eyebrows and white hair like Steve Martin dubs. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I have a big head and little arms. I'm not sure how well this plan was thought through. Um, What was I saying? Da-na-na. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay. So let's just a, <laughs> it's like it's like with YouTube f- flagging a link to my podcast, right, as pornography. It's like I post a video on TikTok of a fitness video and my nipples are really hard because my nipples are just freaking hard all the time and it gets removed for pornography, nudity, sexual conduct, blah, blah, blah. Like I've had so much stuff removed that it's like I have seen... I have seen, like, buttholes on social media, (laughs) like, and those are up, or there are accounts of me running around that will post, like, screenshots from scenes that I've done, and those accounts are up, and I'm, like, nude. I don't post nudity. I am so vanilla on social media, except for, like, Twitter, because it, you know, posts stuff about my videos or whatever, but... I am so vanilla on social media, but it's like you can't escape. It's like once you're a whore, you're always a freaking whore. You know what I'm saying? Like you there's not there's not really an escaping it. And it's it's one of those things that's why I always tell people, like, oh, if you want to get into this industry, just know it's gonna follow you forever. Especially if it's a choice that you're actively making, then you need to understand all of the consequences that go along with that. Because anything that you try to do outside of that is going to be or at least feel like it's 10 times harder. And I think if, I think it actually is like 10 times harder because it's like not only are you then being judged on the other things that you're trying to do, but at the base of that, you're still being judged on the thing that you did that made you money. Like, And so people can go around and say like, oh, you know, why would you do this job? Go do something else. Well, once you do this job, you pretty much can't do anything else like unless it's something that you really work hard for you have your own backup plans or this or that because it's gonna follow you forever and for a lot of people it wasn't even a choice that they made to get into the industry and now we're just here riding on it and making the best of it and finding things that we enjoy and love about it because that is what is available to you like go do mainstream acting after you've done porn like go do it Maybe you could, but it's super rare and it's not going to be for me. <laughs> like, I don't think it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, my nipples are so hard that I put on these weird pasties just because I was like, I I, I almost never wear these. Like, even just at, in a normal day-to-day life, I don't, I don't wear pasties because I have nice nipples. Like, who gives a crap? Jennifer Aniston used to have her nipples all over TV, you know, her hard little 90s Early 2000s nipples. And I don't, like, when did nipples become such, like, a scary thing? I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? You know what I mean? Like, who who gives a shit? Nipples exist. However, I don't want to, like, to get flagged on YouTube because I happen to have aggressively hard nipples all the time. And it happens to be really cold in Australia right now. <laughs> I don't know. The world's crazy. It doesn't make sense to me. All right. So I can log in here and we should hear from, are you ready for me to pull out your voicemail dubs? Are you ready? It is relevant. Yeah. That's why I thought it'd be a good time to play it. All right. I don't know if this will play through very well, how it will pick up here, but David, um, you can always just, you don't have to leave this bit in here. I mean, you can, if we need more time. I don't know. David, I wish you were here. I need a booth person to sit here and I can converse back and forth with because even doing these live streams, man, I, I feel like a crazy person because I'm like reading everybody's responses <laughs> like I'm playing everyone's character. Anyway, but you can pull it from Anchor. Um, here is Dubs. Oh, wait, I have to turn on the sound to my computer. I got this. I got this. Hi Molly. Uh, My question today is around the stigmas of sex work and adult content creation, um, both from the uh, creator side and the customer side. Um, I'm curious how you think that the stigmas have changed over time uh, for content creators. Um, You've you've obviously seen a lot. So I'm I'm curious if you feel like society has gotten better or worse towards accepting um, your work and and what you do. Um, On the flip side, I'm curious how you feel about Uh, the stigmas towards consumers of adult content and how uh, conversations that can help normalize that as well. I feel like there's a lot of work to support sex workers, but a lot of misunderstanding of the customers that are doing that and a lot of judgment there. Okay, very cute voice by the way. Um, As far as stigmas around like sex work, right? there's so many different layers to what I call sex work right which is why for me I like to say content creation or adult content creation because it's like there's a lot of aspects of sex work I don't get into there's even a lot of content creation that I'm not a part of and like there's I don't really think that there's for for some people right there's different levels to it so it's like oh, you're just a webcam model, that's that's not too bad, you're paying your way through college, blah, 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 or, or like you're a stripper, you know, you could be a stripper and no one would ever know that you were a stripper because you didn't do it online, or, you know, girl girl is okay, but boy girl isn't okay, and boy girl is okay, but gang bangs aren't okay. <laughs> it's like you have all these different varying levels from people, but I also feel like more and more people got into content creation, especially during um, COVID times, because people are stuck at home, people lost their jobs. They're trying to find ways to make it work. Um, but it's like there's—I feel like there's so many different levels to the industry now. Like there's so there's so many different ways for people to create content or different types of content to to create. Um, that I I also don't talk to that many people outside of the industry about it for for the most part i don't know that many people outside of the industry about it but i think in general and it probably depends on certain areas um as well where the stigma isn't quite as high but like the stigma is definitely still there and hasn't changed much on social media like you know and and that's that's a place where we promote ourselves even if not necessarily our work like it all tracks back there like the amount of different like link tree options that have come and gone because you can't even like link to an 18 plus site even though you have to be 18 plus to join. It has the warnings, it has everything. Like, I I don't really know, but it's one of those other things that like people want to complain about the stigma, right? And and I I've complained too. Like it is frustrating having to having to overcome The stigma and judgment of people or getting content censored and flagged that shouldn't be censored and flagged but at the same point if everybody did it like why would anyone do it do you know what I mean like that one of one of the one of the cool things about it is that not as many people do it it is more stigmatized so it's more of a commodity like if everybody was doing it and there was a huge saturation of the market and everybody was just fully accepting of it, then like what would the draw be to doing this versus anything else? Like it's it's one of it's one of the cool things is that we are we do have the ability to make businesses out of it and to not necessarily have to go the corporate pornography route where they end up making a majority of the money anyway. Like it's nice to be able to it's nice to be able to have the option to really be financially stable for yourself. Um, And one of the reasons that that is, is because there is a stigma behind it. And so, you know, there it's supply versus demand. And when there's less supply, there's more demand, you know? And, and as far as speaking to like the consumer side of it, I, I, I do find it kind of funny. The, like, I guess that, that would be a question like, where do you find the most judgment, um, on it. Like, when, when, I guess for me, like, when do those conversations come up? Because I'm not a consumer of my product. And it's, it, and for the most part, even the people that I do interact with outside of the industry aren't consumers of the product. Like, they actually have questions about the job because, like, they don't understand it or they're curious about how it all works, I suppose. Like, so I haven't found too much judgment in person, especially lately. Um, more so persecution about it online but I'm curious like when those conversations come up for you guys as consumers of the product and supporters of the creators and things like that like when do those conversations arise that you feel like stigmatized or attacked for what you consume I guess doesn't come up much unless I get a sense that they are into it yeah well it's one of those other things where it's kind of like If it's not relevant to you, why are you speaking on it? Like, who cares? Like, what's... uh, Because you'll see stuff or, you know, stuff oh, if she has an OnlyFans, she's for the streets. And it's like... So, because she gets paid, or he gets paid, or whatever, for his platform, sending out nudes to people, not meeting up with people, you'd rather go have a girl who's actually in the streets? Like like not getting tested fucking anybody like and not like it's 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 like a level of dishonesty like i'm i'm honest about who i am and and what i have out there and all that you know a lot of people outside of the industry aren't even they don't even get tested you know for stds and crap like that and you have these you know people who are just sending each other the same pics that i charge people for for free like is that why you're upset about it because i charge for it how how is that how is that worse (laughs) how is that how is that worse than someone doing it for free (laughs) you know what i mean yeah well i mean i don't know like so as far as like the stigma against like people who actually consume the products that we make it's kind of like it's one of those things, like, who cares? Like, people spend money on a bunch of bullcrap. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, people spend money on video games. Like, I used to collect spoons. I spent money on spoons. Yeah. So, it's like, people spend money on a variety of different things. Like, but who cares? It's their money to spend it on. And and honestly, you want to talk about, like... guys. Guys always talk about this crap, and I see this online all the time, about... You know, oh, it's whoa, took her out to dinner and she didn't even put out. And oh, it's this and this. Or you have girls complaining that they go out with a guy and he doesn't spend enough, or he doesn't take them to a nice enough restaurant, or he doesn't come with gifts and blah, blah, blah. Maybe some people just don't want to deal with dating. And some people don't want to have to deal with the weird social climate that we're in where men are. It seems, it seems like a lot is, and I, I could just be what I'm being shown on social media, but it seems like on both sides, right? So you have women who are like, fuck, men, you know, they're horrible pieces of shit. And at the same time, it's like, well, you barely know me, but I want you to take me out on these extravagant dates and like buy me all these things. And, you know, you have to be six foot and you have to be this and then if I don't like you, all, oh, he sexually assaulted me. Like, <laughs> it like the it's like um it's like the moving goalposts of like well what 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 are you supposed to be able to bring to the table with dating relationships? I would be in a horrible position for dating. Like I'm glad that I just have my man because like I I don't understand what anybody expects from anybody anymore. At least in a situation like this. And and guys are the same way where it's like, oh, I, I did this or this or this, so she should put out. Or I don't like how she makes money or that she makes more money than me or that she makes less money than me. So I have to help her with this or to do that. It's like, you don't have to do anything. Nobody has to do anything. But maybe figure out and change your freaking standards because they're too high for everybody. And it's like, if, if guys... Or even girls, like I have female fans on my OnlyFans who subscribe and pay for customs and all that kind of stuff. If it's more rewarding for you to sit at home and tip and pay a creator online to curate content, especially for you, or you just like the content that they make, and that's better for you than going out and having to deal with another person in the real world, I get that because I hate dealing with people. in the real world. I am very comfortable it with a couple close people that I interact with and being home most of the time. And, you know, consuming, you know, things online or like video games, you know, maybe for me, it's not porn, but it's like video games or it's like, you know, I subscribe and, you know, pay for some of like the YouTube people that I follow and stuff like that. Like there it's, I feel like everybody is so polarized one way or another. It's like everybody just cares about themselves for the most part. So it's like if you want to stay home and pay for whatever creator, whether it's a streamer like for YouTube or Twitch or, or they make adult content, like who cares? It's your money. Spend it however you want to spend it. You know, it's not like who who, does, who is anyone else to say, you know, oh, to judge you on what it is that you're spending money on because at the end of the day it's like it's it's a transactional thing just like anything in life and it's just at least you know what you're getting with content creation it's like this is my kink can you do it can you say my name can you be nice can you be mean can you can you praise my penis can you tell me how freaking small it is like you know exactly what you're getting and because it's it starts as something transactional you don't have to worry really about, like, the judgment. Like, like imagine some, some guy, right, is into SPH, which I have a lot of fans who are. Imagine going and trying to, like, date someone for the first time, right? And then being like, this is my kink. Like, she could laugh at you. She could completely not understand it. I understand so many different kinks, fetishes, all that stuff because I've spent so long making content for people talking to people about what it is that turns them on sexually like why it is that they have those needs or desires or any of that and getting so much more into like the mental aspect of why people have the things that they do it's like I don't have judgment for it I'm not going to cater to every kink or fetish I I just can't like some some things are just not in my wheelhouse of what I'm willing to do but that's okay I'm still not gonna like call you a gross piece of shit or like blast you all over social or to all my friends or whatever like somebody who may not understand it would do. Not everybody has that understanding and that willingness to kind of just sit down and, and learn what makes somebody tick but I think that that's one of the most interesting things that I found in this job is figuring out like why people like what they like you know why does this get you off like there's so many like especially with subs that I've gone back through and like talked with them about like where kind of stuff stems from that they enjoy and it's a very interesting it's <laughs> very interesting exploration of kinks and fetishes and the where's and why's and who's of how people come to like and sometimes need the things that they do and not everybody is equipped to handle that. <laughs> so I think fuck everybody else's judgment. Who gives a shit? Like everybody does some weird shit behind closed doors anyway. Everybody has some skeletons. And it's like it, just not everybody talks about them. It's like not everybody has a podcast. You know, I this is some of the, like the rawest, barest aspects of my brain that I'm just like, bah. Here you go. Like and it's it's scary, but it's like I have come open and clean about like so many so many things and it it's freeing in a way. And I think that, you know, consuming adult content can be freeing for some people as well because they're like, well, here's something that I've held on to all this time that I don't really know how to deal with or that I felt judged about in the past. And here's somebody who maybe doesn't understand me completely or at all, but is trying to and trying to be open about it and to just like, let me get it out. And there's a lot of people who aren't willing to do that. It's, it is, it's vulnerability. It's, it's the ability to, to see someone's vulnerability is the ability to, to be vulnerable yourself and to be like, come what may, this is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And vulnerability takes, A lot of strength but it's it's a scary it's a scary thing to to do and get into it's why like it's why I think a lot of people don't don't start therapy which I I highly recommend for most people especially talk therapy like I'm not saying everybody needs to go get medicated but I'm saying talking about the things that make us who we are is hard and being especially honest about that even with yourself is difficult. That's why I think like we can't always do it even with our friends or with our loved ones because it's like you still have that in your head that, well, what if this is too much for them to deal with and I lose them? You can do that with a therapist. It's literally their job. They don't they don't know anything about you. They have they're literally just there as a sounding board. And that's where you make a lot of discoveries about yourself is actually having that openness and vulnerability to be honest not only with someone else but with yourself which is the most important step I think yeah people use dates for therapy and it's weird that is weird yes I told my ex that pegging was a fantasy of mine and later she told me that she had doubts about being with me long term because she believed eventually I'd come out as gay. Yeah, see, that it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like <laughs> you you were open and vulnerable with someone and they crapped on it. You know what I mean? Like and and I think like one of the big things is that a lot of people don't really understand sexuality or or where sex itself is so taboo to even talk about. And I've talked about this in other episodes before. But it's like the more that you talk about it, the more normal things can be. Or or at the very least, the more you talk about it, the more you realize that other people share the same thoughts or positions or have had – It's it's like where when you feel really, really – bad. And my therapist used to tell me this. It's like, you feel so bad. Like nothing is ever going to get better. No matter what you do, everything is fucked. Everyone has felt like that at some point. It's just that they don't necessarily verbalize it or they internalize it. And then it comes out in other ways. And I've done that too. But the more that you talk about things and like, I think it's another thing too, where if you're able to be vulnerable and talk to somebody, um, about, the innermost workings of your brain or your desires or your needs, and that's met with rejection, that's good. It's better to get that out of the way as soon as possible so that you don't have to invest years and years and all this time into somebody who's just going to ghost when it gets hard or when they're confronted with something that they don't understand and don't want to take the time to really discuss or try to understand. You know what I mean? Like, why why waste both of your time? It's better to be as honest as you can right away without, like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, unload all your baggage at once. It's going to scare anybody away. But, I mean, like, I feel like the people who actually matter, um, they'll be willing to, to talk with you or at least listen to your point of view or ask you questions, about you know whatever it is and have some way to openly communicate that isn't going to make you feel like shit essentially (laughs) well being direct and straightforward I find to be a very good trait and it's one I wish I could have a lot more but it's you know in in most situations especially like confronting people about a sale on pillows that I didn't get a discount for. It's not the same. as like the directness and straightforwardness, I guess, that you really need. And that's why I think things like the podcast help and have helped me a lot is even just like with people that I'm interested in getting to know, it's kind of like when it's just you and another person forced to talk to each other for at least an hour with no other distractions, you get a really good sense of how somebody actually is and how they feel the world and your ability to kind of facilitate a relationship with that person and whether that's going to work out or not. So I think, you know, something like that is a pretty good litmus test uh, for people that you want to be able to have in your life. And I've learned a lot of very interesting things about a lot of very interesting people and have created like some very strong and wonderful friendships that I've really appreciate that I don't think would be afforded to me without um, having run the podcast, which is one of the reasons that I'm going to keep it going, whether we get more sponsors or not. (laughs) That, that emails question was from dubs, but we just listened to the voicemail version instead. I'm saving. um, There's a couple more emails and stuff, but I'm saving some for when I do another solo episode because we are over an hour at this point. But as always, too, I prefer voice messages. So if you guys have questions, if you have topics that you want me to discuss or rant about, if you guys have uh, you you need advice that I give horrible advice for or you want my sage old lady wisdom, um, I'm turning 31 this year. So I have a lot of wisdom to impart upon you young ones um you can leave your voice messages at anchor.fm slash twnd there's a little message button with a little plus on it that's where you leave your voice messages you can also go to uh leave an email at twndpodcast at gmail.com you can follow on instagram at twndpodcast and just subscribe everywhere apple Podcasts, spotify google podcasts all the things so share with friends leave us a rating and thank you guys so much for listening and being here and I will see you next week